Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster who's got a snoozing dog just uh, five feet away. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast to put you to sleep in the podcast that you keep going, patrons. And normally with the Patreon release, you don't get uh, the credit song. And at the live shows, I don't have the mystery bard there, so I sing them. So I'll try to sing them gently here. Uh, Chris Post to Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful wrote the theme song and edits episodes. Carl W's a legend also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer honor, honor, honor artwork. Eric and the team at Astound around the website. I am the mystery bard. I do the lullabies. Yeah, I got an album out. I hope you really like it. You can get a copy at jonathanman.net. Also, I made a longer version of this credit song. You see the kindness, kindness shined straight on through. And the listeners reform their own Facebook group. Keith, Julia... Julie, Laura, Jennifer, Stacy, and Keith are your moderators. You can support Dear Scooter on Patreon. Buy the merch and support the sponsors. You can find anything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And we're so proud we could dance to be part of Night Vale Presents. And now on with the show. So it's the credits. Thanks, Mr. Bard. Uh, you can find me at Dear Scooter on Twitter or Instagram or Twinster, the uh, <laughs> the, the uh, social media f- network for twins. And uh, that's it. Uh, what do you say we get on with the... Oh, yeah, what do you say we get on with the show? Bim, 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 bim. That's the theme music. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Uh, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, or temperature. So stuff that might be on your mind, stuff you might be feeling physically, stuff that's coming up for you emotionally. It could be travel. It could be... Uh, like alarm clocks and stuff like that. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to sneak in hellos to Bro Bryce and uh, who just said hi in the chat. I'm going to um, uh, pointless meanders. I'm going to do those. And I'm, I'm going to be here to keep you company and to put you to sleep. And this is a little bit even small, well, much smaller scale, uh, just talking to the patrons than the normal uh, number of people that the podcast goes out to. So I'm here, just here with the people like gathered around the storytelling place and uh, everybody that uh, really helps keep the show going. So I really appreciate that. The reason we're doing this one is kind of, uh, we hit 5,000 patrons, um, which again, the Patreon's kind of been fixed as a part of the size of the audience, but it's still a pretty cool, uh, number to hit. And, uh, so I wanted to celebrate it with a live stream and I know these are really fun. 
And this kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse. It's a little bit different than recording a regular episode, but it still gives you a little bit of behind the scenes. And uh, then I can say hi to Isabella, who popped in, too. So, well, let's see. So how does the podcast work? And how, so how, yeah, <laughs> so it's, this is a little bit different of an intro, too, because there's presumably no brand new listeners. Uh, but I'll tell you what to expect anyway. If you're structurally what to expect if you're new, show for regular listeners starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the free version free. And uh, then we have an intro. Now, the intros are about... Somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes, I don't know what this one will be, uh, of me trying to explain what the podcast is and kind of going off topic and then trying to explain what it is again and maybe explaining uh, my my recent sleep or something like that. So uh, that's how the intro goes. It's really like some listeners use it. As part of their bed prep time and their wind down time, some listeners fall asleep during it. Some listeners skip the intro. Some patrons uh, listen to one intro and then a bunch of story only episodes all night. Uh, so there's a, there's no wrong way to use it. There's listeners that listen during the day uh, to kind of relax or forget about work. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's the intro. Then the after the intro, usually for free on the free show, is there's some business between the intro and the episode, and then there's a story. Tonight's story will be me looking through this October 2018 Fearless Flyer and uh, kind of checking in on what's that. You know what what did I have? What was 2018? What was October 2018 like? We'll capture what it was like for Trader Joe's shoppers and really take a trip down memory road. So and and also we'll uh, look uh, we'll look at uh, maybe some some stuff ahead of my cupboards, even like really get to a peek behind the scenes of uh, the life of Scoots. And, and maybe even we could play sleepy imaginary games since you're probably you could be listening to this as you sleep of like uh, guess guess the expiration date. I don't know. So uh, that's uh, that's what uh Wait, I'm, I'm glad Bro Bryce and his wife listen in bed and giggle. So that's the structure of the show. A couple other things you need to know if you're new or, you know, that I usually say to new listeners. One is no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour uh, or I'd be like, this will be interesting. I don't know how long I'll be here. Um, and... Uh, so there's no pressure to fall asleep, and there's also no pressure to listen. You don't really need to listen to me. Uh, you could listen. You can listen. You can fall asleep really fast during the intros. But if you can't sleep, I'll be here till the very end. Uh, so that's those are the kind of things to remember around the show. If you're new, again, the, the, especially the intros, they don't make a lot of sense, and I uh, tend to go all over the place. And, and so try to look at it like you're watching a floating cloud flying by. Uh, the reason I make the show is because I have trouble sleeping and, and uh, on and off. And I find sleep baffling. Yeah, for me, like uh, I had to be up. Uh, it wasn't super early this morning, but it was more early than I'm used to uh, to, to, to take care of a call like uh, somewhere else where it wasn't super early in the morning. And uh, I, I usually have my nighttime routine and I felt like I had to rush through it so I could get to bed to get to sleep to get up early. And then I was having that thing where I was like, are my alarm clocks even going to work? Oh, oh no, like that kind of stuff. So 
I don't know. One of the reasons I make the show is because I can relate to that and not to be not being able to get out of my head or just the baffling nature of it. It's like, okay, well, I'll still be able to if I fall asleep, I'll still be able to sleep like seven, six and a half, seven hours. And I could still read and try to wind down and stay calm. But then that other part of me was really uh, animated and concerned with uh, how are we going to get to sleep? Will we get to sleep? And what I found is uh, for the podcast, I get to kind of present a story that uh, you're not a character in, a little bit outside of you that's meandering, that doesn't go anywhere, that's here to keep you company as you drift off. Like I said, no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. You can fall asleep at at your leisure. Um, But yeah, for me, uh, having something distracting can help. So that's kind of why I make the show and... uh, and uh, like uh, that's why I'm why I'm here uh, trying to put you to sleep now. And then it's just uh, interesting this uh, idea of like this community garden and having a free podcast where anyone can come and uh, and kind of take and then uh, what what they want. And then that there's these gardeners or these supporters of the community garden that are willing to give back and, and say, Hey, what, like, do you, do, what is it going to take to keep this, uh, garden going? Uh, like a, in this community garden gets uh, millions and millions of uh, uh, downloads or pieces of fruit to, taken every single month. And uh, and then there's this coalition of 5,000 plus people willing to support that millions and millions of, uh, of, of, of sleepy fruit going out. Sleep fruit, I guess it would be. Say, what is it? Star fruit? No, it's a sleep fruit. It's a... Uh, it's raining here too, where, where I am right now. Even though it's only five sixteen, so it's still light out. Um, and uh, Clark says hi. I'm glad I could help Clark on a red eye. Um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons I make the show, and I'm glad that uh, I can have uh, that. There's people that say, well, 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 it's free to take stuff from the garden, but. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you always know how much I appreciate that and the, that uh, that it is a rare rebellious thing uh, to say, well, th- all this stuff's free at this garden. Um, but I, I'm, you know, meeting this route I want to give back. Uh, I, I can't under undersell like how. Like if Trader Joe's gave their food away, uh, you you only like I only had the option to pay. I guess I would probably say, hey, just bill me ninety bucks a week. It would be pretty close, uh, maybe a hundred bucks a week. Um, and but I don't think that would work for Trader Joe's. So yeah, so that's how the show works. That's why I make it, and uh, I'm here to help. And what we're going to do is we're going to run through this uh, Fearless Flyer Trader Joe's 2019. Uh, as always, free and worth every penny. Just like Sleep With Me is always free and worth every penny. That's a Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer. Are you ready to fall into it? Oh, we're ready to fall into bed and get cozy for October 2018. And uh, on the uh, cover is a gentleman, a bearded gentleman who has red boots on and he's got a contraption strapped to his back, like a, like a personal, uh, conveyance, a, a helo, uh, 
C-O-P-T-E-R conveyance. Looks like it may run on steam or the winding of uh, rubber bands. And he's saying, wishing landing myself was as easy as landing values at Trader Joe's. Uh, and then also says, fearlessly flying right into the pumpkin bread mix. So I don't know if he's flying right into the mix. That's where he's landing. That's pretty good. Uh, he's got a blue shirt on, and he looks like a nice chap. Uh, like, uh, looks like he's having fun. Uh, and, and that leads into what's on the cover. Pumpkin bread mix, uh, back again, uh, $2.99, still $2.99. It started in the 2019 uh, Tra- Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer, and much has happened, but uh, Trader Joe's Pumpkin Bread and Muffin Mix is here to help, uh, heralding the arrival of pump. Oh, so this is like the pumpkin spice uh, episode uh, where they talk about different things. I don't think I've had this one, pumpkin bread. I like pumpkin bread. I guess I prefer, I don't know, I guess I'm a banana bread person. So I said, well, if I'm going to have, I could just have banana. I'm like, if I'm going to have myself a batter bread, I think that's what they're called. Talk about a bed like bread. You say, get a batter bread. Like, uh, you know, what are you using bomb for on your elbows and your knees? You should use batter. You use some batter. Is it, has any company come out with that? And they say, well, instead of bomb, we now have batter. Uh, I don't know if anybody's doing that, uh, but uh, they should. And I'm going to take a little sniff, sippy poo. I just took a little sippy poo of my Trader Joe's uh, uh, apple cider. So, yeah, I guess I'm. that's my thing. Crunch dried Honeycrisp apples. Uh, I, I guess I always have trouble with these uh, these freeze-dried products. I don't know what crunch-dried means. It's all, all right. It's reserved, though, uh, because... Um, uh, you know, let's see. Which ones have I had that I'm afraid I've had the blueberries, but there's just so few. And I say, well, two ninety nine. I'm not sure that is a bargain, though they are good to have in your cupboard. They have broccoli in like a fruit if you're making a kid's lunch and like you just got back in town or something and you don't have the ability to uh, to like go to the store for Monday's lunch, then you have a vegetable. You could put some freeze-dried broccoli in there and you have a fruit and then you just have to figure out the rest of the lunch. Um, And again, you could go with the ramen if you have a thermos. So it's crunch-dried Honeycrisp apples. I prefer to drink my apples, I guess. Uh, And then autumnal, which is a great podcast word, Oh, autumnal. Such a nice word to say. Autumnal harvest soup. Let's see what's in here. We love the brisker temperatures, earlier sunsets. Okay, this is definitely a copywriter. I don't know anybody on earth that loves earlier sunsets. Um, Oh, so satisfying crunch of dry autumn leaf underfoot. That's pretty good. Full-flavored chowders. Bisques and broths reign supreme. That's why we created autumnal harvest soup. Uh, in each bowl, you'll find a melody of uh, chunky harvest produce, butternut squash, pumpkin, and slow-simmered California tomatoes with earthy autumn herbs like rosemary and sage. Sounds all right, but uh, maybe not for me. I, I, I like. Uh, I do occasionally like a sage in my food. Um, 
But yeah, okay, let's move on to page two, uh, shawarma chicken thighs. Now, you, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I'm a big chicken thigh fan. I think they're easy to cook. They're a little bit juicier and they have more fuller flavor than a chicken breast. They're usually um, more evenly sized and they're good for flavoring. They're good for everything. You can have them, cook them one day and have them on salad. I don't know if I've had these shawarma chicken thighs. I will have to pick them up. Uh, let's see. They're wondrously good. Boneless chicken thighs seasoned with a shawarma spice marinade of onion, garlic, sea salt, cumin, cinnamon, coriander, paprika, turmeric, and parsley, or turmeric. Uh, just the right amount of flavor to make a glorious uh, chicken shawarma thighs. Those two sound good. Four forty nine a pound. That is a good value. Oh, here's another one. I know, well, I guess I, there's two things. Like, I'm not a meat. I'm not. A, I'm a meatball person. I'm not a meatloaf person. Um, probably just some, you know, something that had, like some meatloaf I had early on, like a, like that. Who uh, changed that? But this is Italian style turkey meatloaf, and it uh, bestseller in our Western stores for years. Uh, I guess people out west probably eat more ground turkey, I guess. Uh, uh, rich and savory kick to the turkey. I just find turkey can be a little bit dry, ground turkey. So um, I have tried cooking with it and preparing it, and I find it has to be mixed with something else a lot of times. Um, bright, sweet tomato-based sauce that tops off the loaf. And, uh, like, uh, all of our stores, we're careful to ensure we don't stray from the balanced flavor. It's in our refrigerated case. Uh, so this is pretty good if you've got a family and you're there and you don't know what you're going to make for dinner. Uh, a good companion for standby, like mashed potatoes and green beans. And a key component, component to a meatloaf sandwich. Uh, I would rather have a meatball sandwich myself. Uh, Steve's there. Ten minutes and Steve's uh, in Australia. Poor poor Steve and Isabella are trying to work uh, and uh, putting them to sleep. <laughs> so maybe you could both listen. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put you to sleep at work. Um Cut, cut, cut spaghetti squash, squash, squash. Why don't they rename squash or squash? And you say, whew, that squash has style. You say, yeah, that's, that squash has swash. Was swash a word? It, it, yeah, it is. It means fashionable fruits. Swash. Uh, spaghetti squash is, again, I'm not a, like a... Well, I guess I got a lot of deals with uh, autumnal foods because I'm not a squash person. I mean, a zucchini that's not overcooked. I I like a zucchini, and I think that's a squash. uh, But other than that, um, and then my my daughter doesn't like zucchini. So so it's cut, uh, comes in, like, so you don't have to deal with the thick skin. And butternut, here's another one we'll have to, butternut, squash, mac, and cheese. Uh, if you if you ever need to get a secret out of me, you know, sit down and serve me this because, uh, you know, I'll talk. I'll say, what do you need to know? Just like uh, chunk at the, go- I say, if I don't have to eat this butternut, squash, mac, and cheese, I'll tell you everything, everything, all, all my secrets. Uh, I did have a green chef meal. This week that had, uh, 
I think it was butternut squash or maybe it was sweet potatoes. It was something cubed in orange, and it, it, at least it was mixed in with a, a few other vegetables. But even then, I said, it's going to take some work to get, get this down. Uh, here's an interesting one I didn't try. Ooh, it's got um, Brussels sprouts and caramelized onion ravioli made in small batches. The art and science of uh, flavor combinations, chunks of Brussels sprouts, caramelized onions, four cheeses, ricotta, mozzarella, romano, and cheddar, uh, savory filling enveloped, ooh, I like that, enveloped in a fresh pasta with standout green stripes, star player on your dinner plate, uh, served with a drizzle of uh, Trader Joe's extra virgin olive oil and shaved Parmesan delish. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting to me. I, I probably could eat that, uh, yeah, with like a, maybe like a garlic olive oil um, topping. Um, okay, next up is a uh, yellow curry chopped salad kit. Uh, romaine, crunchy red and green cabbages, carrot slivers, and green onion slices. Uh, this is more about the toppings and the dressing. Crunchy non-chips, uh, cashew pieces, golden raisins, and yellow curry ginger lime vinaigrette. Now, that does sound pretty tasty. Um, that could go together. That could actually be, you could get this salad kit and have the chicken shawarma thighs. On, and then you could have a chicken shawarma, uh, or you could put it inside of a, a piece of naan or a, another piece of flatbread. This is another one I missed out on. Brined bone-in center cut pork loin chop. Uh, sure to impress. A large chop cut from the center of the loin contains a piece of the tenderloin as well. Generally, pork chops and pork tenderloin are sold as separate cuts. Here you get both in one striking cut, similar in shape to a T-bone steak. The cut is lean and tender throughout, but thanks to that apple, cider, garlic, pepper brine will remain tender when cooked. You can roast it in your oven, barbecue it, or sear it in a cast iron skillet. Uh, four ninety nine a pound. Uh, then horseradish aioli. I got this in my fridge, and uh, this is really good. It is uh, mayo, like it's like a, a little bit different flavor than um, a creamy horseradish sauce. And it, uh, no lack of flavor here, as they say. And I back it up. Uh, second ingredients: ground horseradish root and vinegar. Uh, pungent flavor mixed with aioli, literally garlic and oil in French. Uh, uh, egg yolks emulsify, white salt and pepper, touch of lemon juice keeps things bright. Creamy, thick spread uh, that resembles mayonnaise uh, but packs a spikier punch, a spunkier punch. And I can recommend that. They say try it on the pork chop, which I would think about. That sounds really good. Also here... And this page is a picture of a cat on the back of a horse. Uh, it says, you're a horse. I'm a cat named Radish. They'll have to let us in to buy some. Nay, cat. Nay. And uh, the horse has a nice red coat on. Right, red coat on. It's This is a bit like telling kids a bedtime story. Uh, a cat named Radish. I, I, like, I like whoever's writing these things. Uh, maybe one day they could work on the podcast. Okay, next up is a harvest chili butternut squash. Uh, again, this is something I would harvest chili with butternut squash. If you could see my face, 
when I say it, maybe you could sense it. Harvest chili butternut squash. I'm moving on. <laughs> oh, autumnal harvest pasta sauce uh, with a zucchette, zucchette pasta, zucchette pasta. Again, I'm not like a, I guess like a, I don't know what I'd do. I'd harvest other things in in the autumn. <laughs> I'd say, well, I guess I'm out of luck because uh, so cheesy spaghetti squash casserole. Oof, I don't I don't think fifty uh, percent tender spaghetti squash strings, uh, smooth sauce, cheddar and parmesan, uh, velvet velvety bechamel. Uh, creamy tenderness contrasted with a buttery panko crust, uh, which after about 50 minutes in a 400-degree oven bakes up perfectly crisp. But that sounds good. So that might be my entry point to spaghetti swashes. Swash. Spaghetti squash is just uh, covering it in cheeses. Uh, wow, they, they don't stop here. It's exhausting. <laughs> Butternut squash Alfredo sauce. That's would say no thank you. I'd just say... Uh, I would prefer Alfredo sauce or actually when it comes to creamy sauces, for the most part, I prefer to probably prepare myself. Maybe a mushroom Alfredo if I was going to buy it in a jar. Yellow jackfruit curry with jasmine rice. Now, this does sound interesting. Uh, uh, Let's read this one. I I mean, I love jasmine rice. I love curry. Um, the time has come for yellow jackfruit curry with jasmine rice. Uh, jackfruit grows in abundance in Thailand, where a, supply, a supply, supplier is located. Uh, uh, let's see. Fruit cooks to a meat-like consistency with a mild taste that's ready to take on the flavor of any sauce. We've paired it with a creamy coconut milk-based yellow curry sauce created with our in-house yellow curry paste, uh, rich and fine ground herbs and spices, lemongrass, cumin, and turmeric, uh, fragrant aromatics. Um, they fry the curry paste. Uh, sauce is a delicious partner to tender pieces of jackfruit, chunks of eggplant, and red bell pepper. And what's a curry without rice? So this is in the frid- Oh, in the freezer. So this might be a good quick meal. Uh, chicken tiki masala. Is that how you say it? Masala. This is in their freezer. I don't think I've had it for the frozen version. Uh, have you tried it yet? No. Oh boy, it's a classic. Been in there since 2009. Chunks of chicken roasted in an oven or tandoor. Uh, mildly spicy tomato-based curry flavor sauce. Again, I have the, um, what's that dude's name? The Naked Chef, Jamie Oliver's book. So usually, like any curry making, I base on that. Uh but this does sound good. It's, uh, their orange chicken, Trader Joe's orange chicken, is really good and easy. So this could be another good go-to 8.5-ounce package, eight three forty nine every day. Uh, yeah, this could be an easy one. Uh goes good with uh, possibly a cumin-infused basmati rice. Uh, terrific lunch or dinner. Uh, oh, you can microwave it. Ooh, that's interesting. Spaghetti squash spirals? No. Spirals are not going to sell me. You know, soak it in cheese, but don't try to sell me on your spaghetti. Susie, take your swash and sell your spaghetti swash down by the seashore to the seashells because I'm not interested. Uh, 
I do have this. This is what I am interested in because I don't know where I put it, but I know I have it either in my house or my car somewhere is a Honeycrisp apple candle. Uh, While some people have a hankering for the holiday season, others are fanatics for fall. This candle does smell really good. And why not? Speaking of uh, really good, I'm going to have a sip of uh, Honeycrisp cider if I can get it from under here. Uh, let's see what they have to say about it. Uh, orchards hang heavy with ripe apples for the picking. It's hard not to be swept away with the autumnal spirits. Uh, so pick up this candle. It, and it does, it's paraben-free, soy wax blend. It does smell good. I mean, it, and it's a three ninety nine each. Great for uh, making your place smell better, like apples. Uh, and honestly, I think it has like, uh, I'd burn it in my kitchen for like two hours. And just, you know, make it smell good. Okay, I don't know how to say this one. This is the air plants. Uh, Till and Cias. Till and Cias. Till and Cias. The air plants, uh, these were in and succulents, and they were in um, uh, Dios de los Muertos style um, conveyances. and uh, I have I have uh, an orange one uh, with a, a uh, some sort of succulent, and then a few of these air plants. They're really nice, decorative, and nice, and uh, not super sleepy. Oh, here's another word they're trying to catch me with: uh, spicy charcuterie, 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 like cuts meat, cut dried meats, shutter, uh, charcuterie. Charcuterie selection. Uh, this one's from a Salomon Salomon Salomare Salomare uh, located in the United States. A uh, whole bunch of cultures blended together: hot capa, hot capicola, hot suppressa, uh, hot ones uh, fermented and dried for ninety days. Uh, see you later, uh, bro, Bryce. Uh, premium, premium, so smorgasbord, that's what it says, a veritable smorgasbord, uh, ginger sugar salt scrub, I did purchase this, I may still have it in my bathroom, uh, great for when you want to take a bath and you want to rub your feet, I'm not even joking, uh, with sugar to exfoliate, ginger root and pomegranate extracts to rejuvenate, and a mixture of sweet almond, jojoba, jojoba, uh, sunflower seed oils to soften Trader Joe's grapefruit sugar shrug <laughs> sugar shrug down here at the sugar shack the sugar scrub has everything you need to get back in the, your summer glow my feet have never looked better I'll tell you that much uh, when I'm scrubbing them with sugar and no, I haven't tasted it that's surprising actually I guess I'm growing up but uh, you know, one thing I've been trying to purchase uh, every couple weeks at Trader Joe's are uh, flowers, and they have beautiful plants and flowers that are terrific everyday values. So that in the fall, they had a ladybug bouquet for nine ninety nine, but usually they even have like flowers for like three ninety nine, seven ninety nine, nine ninety nine, and then they've been testing out a variety of house plants. Uh, so it's, it is a good place to get flowers, and I think flowers are like can be a little gift you give yourself, and and you say oh, brightens up the place. Or at least that's what I've been telling myself. Uh, apple caramel Greek yogurt. I didn't try this one, but this does sound interesting. I don't know if I'm like um, those caramel sour apple flavors. 
I'm not, I, I enjoy it in a lollipop. I think that's probably it. Yeah, this one's thick and creamy, uh, just like you'd expect great yogurt to be. Caramel apples are fantastic. 11 grams of protein in a serving. That's a lot. Super dip for sliced gala apples. Uh, yeah, $9.99, 99 cents. Uh, vanilla bean infused maple syrup. This sounds pretty good. $9.99 for 8.4, 8.45 fluid ounces. Uh, just to vanilla beans and maple syrup. That does that probably sound that sounds like it could be pretty good. And then roast another one: roasted butternut squash, red quinoa, and wheat berry salad. I'll be skipping it. Um, okay, we have all butter puff pastry. Oh, did I miss any pictures back there? No, uh, because we got a good one, good, good, good one here, an interesting one coming up. All butter puff pastry, two sheets, three ninety nine. These are pretty good to uh, if you have the room in your freezer to keep them. Uh, because they don't always have them, and then you're like, "Oh wait, I need puff pastry for this." Uh, it's uh, possible for you to create a limitless variety of sweet desserts or savory hors d'oeuvres. Uh, fraction of the time it would take if you made it from scratch. Uh, French supplier crafts the pastry using simple ingredients in the French tradition. And yeah, this is that's a good one. Three ninety nine. I think you just got to make sure to take it out of the freezer like the night ahead of time. This one, uh, not my thing. Apple cinnamon cultured coconut milk. Uh, you had me at cinnamon. You lost me at apple. You can't. I don't. I don't know if I could sanction mixing a creamy beverage with an apple flavor. Is there any time I could sanction that? Uh, an apple milkshake? No. Apple milk. No. I mean, this is like an apple cider is creamy enough. I mean, it's not creamy. It's just a... So I can't I can't support that. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice almond beverage. Uh, my brother probably would like that. Um, I did try a pumpkin nog, I think, on one of these live streams once, and it was not to my liking. Sprouted seven grain bread. Uh, again, when I tried buying sprouted bread and my daughter didn't like it, so... I don't, and I don't understand it. Sprouting grain before milling is commonly thought to have digestive benefits. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, but we kind of make our own bread a lot of times. Uh, it's three forty nine though. And then they have like a some sort of character, a little bit like a garden gnome, reading a book uh, with a plush cat. A garden gnome kind of has a stocking cap on, and the cat has a pink. A pink, uh, pink thing on pumpkin flavored dog treats. This was a hit at my house. I had these and a 16 ounce box, three forty nine. Koa did like those, so that was a uh, she. She she likes pumpkin flavored dog treats. Uh, <laughs> any dog treats? They have gingerbread flavored ones. Then they'll have all of them in one box. Uh, pumpkin ginger hold the cone. Now this is something I could think about because. A pump, I like ginger, and the pumpkin spice can be good in, in creamy desserts, I've slowly learned, as we'll soon talk about. Uh, these are like the, uh, it's like a frozen ice cream cone with ice cream already on it, like, a, I forgot what those other ones, Nutty Buddy or whatever they were called. Uh, it's a mini ice cream cone, uniquely delicious. Uh, this is pumpkin season, uh, these treats, uh, 
ginger flavored cones. Wow, I missed out on this one. Uh, and just enough ginger taste to invoke gingerbread. Uh, then a rich and creamy pumpkin ice cream, ginger, nutmeg, cinnamon, and cloves. So that does it. And then topped off with a sweet coating made from sugar, coconut oil, and vanilla. That does sound interesting. I mean, next year or this year, I guess this fall, I may try you. Now, this one is a buy next, this fall, a strong buy. If you like uh, cinnamon rolls and you want something different, very, very sweet. I only suggest half a roll. Pumpkin rolls with pumpkin spice icing. I bought these just to test them out, and I was very impressed, though they are very sweet. Uh, a cinnamon roll, fresh and warm from the oven. Uh, you know, the, the sticky stuff all over it, just like you'd go at Cinnabon, uh, tantalizing treats. Um, but the, with the cinnamon, not the cinnamon roll flavors, but those of pumpkin pie. And I would say, eh, more like a pumpkin dessert flavor. Uh, they had them just in time for the season. Uh, we originally bought, brought them the idea and then they, you know, they worked on it for a while at the Trader Joe's Labs. Just like those, comes in a tube, just like your other pumpkin pies. I mean, cinnamon rolls. Uh, pumpkin cheesecake. No. I, mean, I don't know why I would draw the line there, but uh, creamy dessert made with loads of rich, smooth cream cheese. Impressive amounts of real pumpkin and seasonal pumpkin pie spices. It makes a quick and easy dessert for a special occasion gathering, a weekend party, and uh, plenty of other things. Uh, uh, trying to think of what else. 30 ounces, so six ninety nine. So somebody could be into that. Uh, pumpkin JoJo's. Oh, this, these could, I mean, I'm not a big, like, a Oreo fan. I know that some people are, and my daughter likes them. We might even had these, uh, $1.99 for a 10.5-ounce box. Uh, and I think they're they're decent. I think I enjoyed them. Uh, pumpkin pancake and waffle mix. My brother is a huge fan of this. They have gluten-full and gluten-free. Um, and you can, I've done mixing, matching them. My brother is a big fan of the gluten-free uh, pumpkin pancake and waffle mix. Huge fan. He'll buy like a year's worth in the fall. Uh, they also have the, glu- the one with the gluten. Uh, the pump- the gluten-free one is also kosher, which is nice. Uh, $3.29 for the gluten-free, $1.99 for the um, gluten-full. Uh, so a little bit, I mean, you're paying for that gluten-free and uh, kosher, which I don't know is fair, but, um, yeah, it's, it's decent. Um, my, my mind, I did enjoy it. It has a more subtle, they both have a more subtle flavor. Chocolate mousse pumpkins. What the chocolate mousse pumpkin? What the heck is that? Uh, we'd miss opportunity. These little cakes. Generous servings, moist chocolate cake, airy chocolate mousse, enrobed, uh, but orange. Well, of course it's orange. It's shaped like a pumpkin. So some sort of pumpkin cake uh, with a natto-tinted fondant that transforms. It does sound interesting. Uh, pumpkins, orange, and otherwise. Yeah, so Trader Joe's is a good spot to get decorative small pumpkins, fall fantasy pumpkins uh, in different variations, uh, orange pumpkins, mini pumpkins. Uh, the fall fantasy pumpkins were five ninety nine, and the orange pumpkins were two ninety nine. 
petite pumpkin spice cookies. These were crafted with a oh shortbread. Uh, you know, Scoots loves shortbread, folks. Uh, pumpkin spice shortbread dough, crispy and crunchy and crumbly, uh, white or orange icing. Oh, so these are kind of like the um, animal, like like the coated animal crackers, I think. So I haven't had those. Gluten-free pumpkin bread and buff, buff, buffin, muffin making mix. Hey, buffin, how are you today? Uh, my name's Muffin, actually. Oh, sorry. You're just so buff. That's why I said buffin. Um, gluten-free pumpkin bread and muffin baking mix. Uh, I guess we went through the gluten one at the beginning. We didn't, if we didn't, if we didn't tell us, we wouldn't know it's gluten-free, they say. Skillful at mixing gluten-free flavors like sorghum, millet, and brown rice in just the right proportions. Bakes into light, airy breads and muffins that tasted like you made them from scratch. 17.5 ounce, three box, three ninety nine. Pumpkin spice coffee's not my thing. I mean, I probably drank a cup of it, uh... And these are K cups, uh, single serve K cups, uh, four ninety nine for twelve K cups. Twelve ninety nine divided by five is. I mean, I don't know. You're better off going to the store. I think. That's why I don't have a curry. I would drink. I would spend thousands of dollars a month on coffee. Uh, that's why I buy it by the pound. Uh, let's see. This is like uh, adult beverages. One page of that. Oh wait, there was a Santa Claus cartoon. I I forgot. Uh, oh yeah, we also had a Santa Claus holding a pumpkin and saying, "Huh, too soon." Uh, so you know, contemplating. But it was a joke uh, based on people Christmas creep. They call it. Okay, this one was a hit in our house. We didn't buy enough of it. Candy corn popcorn did not taste like candy corn. It was, uh, uh, they say it's utterly ironic. Um, well, I guess because it's candy corn popcorn. I guess that is ironic. It, it was tasty. It was more like a, a kind of like a different caramel corn flavor uh, than you would normally expect, but it was good. One ninety nine for a five ounce bag. Uh, it was good. Carrot cake spread. What is carrot cake spread? We wondered too. I didn't see this. Uh, it's like a jar of carrot cake without the flowers and eggs, deep orange in color and texture between jam and butter. Fruit butter, that is. Tastes like sweet carrots, warm spices, soft raisins, and molasses and vanilla. That's what's inside there. Spread. So kind of like cookie butter. <laughs> Man, they, these stuff it in your French toast. That's what they say. So tell, tell don't tell me what to stuff in my French toast, Trader Joe's. Maple sugar candy. They had this? I did not see this there. Uh, just one ingredient, maple sugar, uh, comes to a supplier from just north of Vermont, east of Maine and Quebec, Canada. Collected, boiled, removed from heat, whipped as it begins to cool and crystallize and poured into maple leaf-shaped candy molds. Uh, one ninety nine for four candies. And then apple cider uh, jam. Oh, apple cider jam. That's interesting. Uh, freshly picked apples, apple cider. Oh, this is all different stuff you would eat. Uh, apple cider jam is the jam this fall. It's uh, Granny Smith and Roma apples. Apple cider and spices. Ooh, good. This does sound good. Cinnamon allspice, cardamom, uh, ca- yeah, cardamom, cloves, coriander, ginger, and mace. Yeah, sweet and tart. Uh, 
three ninety nine. Maybe I'll pick that up next year. I don't think I'll remember it. Then there's a man reading a scroll. It looks like a Roman or a Greek. Uh, the scroll scroll hath foretold fruits of the land shall be made spreadable treats, while candy groweth in trees and apples begunth to jam. Just call me Jostradamus. Just call me Jostradamus. Very funny. Okay, so uh, this one, I hate to be a letdown, but this is a no-buy. Apple caramel slab pie. Great name, not a great pie. Uh, Rather than being baked in a round tin, maybe this is where it went wrong. It was baked in a rectangular slab. Uh, it sounded good, but uh, it says that shape ensures even cooking and reheating and parceling out pieces easier. Uh, it didn't ensure that it tasted good. And it says it was a caramel sauce of butter, ginger, butter, sugar, and whipping cream, uh, cinnamon, spice, northern spy, apples with the flaky. Just didn't have the right, didn't have enough apples uh, like an apple pie would, and it didn't. I don't know. I guess the caramel did throw it off. Uh, a good idea. It was six ninety nine. That makes it even more outrageous. I'm sorry, Trader Joe's. That's on my do not buy list. Uh, just get an apple pie, and then put some. If you got to get caramel, then put it on. Why do you got to put? I don't know. Why don't you make a freaking butternut squash pie, apple butternut squash pie, and, you know, give that to me for my birthday if you really want to insult me. Oh, boy, Scoots, really, you're fiery about this. Well, I mean, remember how long it sat in our fridge for? I do. I said I I said, I can't believe I can't eat this apple pie. One of my favorite things, stone ground tortilla chips with Brussels sprouts, Talk about ruining good things. Uh, what's going on over there? White corn flour, rice flour, potato flakes, and then freeze-dried Brussels sprouts. I mean, I, I like Brussels sprouts, but you're going to put them in a chip? Fall harvest salsa. Yeah, t- take it somewhere else. It's got butternut squash and pumpkins and a salsa and apples. Uh, I mean, some people might like this. I think my brother did. Beef and broccoli. Now, there's something I can get behind. Mildly sweet and spicy. Uh, South, southwestern Chinese dish. Uh, bringing together tender streets of, streets, of beef, streets of beef. That was one of my favorite uh, Pacino, early Pacino movies. Streets of Beef. That was a classic. Uh, I don't know who, who made that. Uh, was it uh, John uh, Franken? Franken uh, Frank, like a... Uh, but it was a classic Streets of Beef. Check it out. Uh, lightly blanched uh, broccoli florets paired with a traditional sauce of red chili and chili garlic puree, soy sauce and vinegar, garlic, ginger, and red chilies, cayenne pepper. Sounds pretty good. I haven't had it. Uh, then we have two characters walking together. Uh, and uh, I think the woman has a bustle, like she has a skirt. She also has a beautiful hat with a bird on it. Uh, she says, you seem mildly sweet, just like my favorite beef and broccoli. And he says, ooh, don't forget, I'm a little spicy too, my dear. Trader Joe's freezer, bringing people together for more than 50 years. Except for me. <laughs> Except for me, Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's refrigeration section, bringing me into awkward conversations. Uh, cornbread crisps, uh, 
They sound interesting. 2017, they started fall-only item, and now they have them available every day. They're so popular. Uh, Trader Joe's Cornbread Crisper, from scratch, cornbread recipe, pressed thin, then baked. Crispers are diamond-shaped. Old factory, make you do an old factory double take. Uh, old factory, old factory, old factory. What's that fish song? It goes olfactory to something. Um, the flavor and color come from yellow corn. So I guess it's like a like a somewhere between a bread, like one of those crisp breads. Spiced cider equals autumn's arrival. It's a spice your own cider. Um, just my opinion, because their cider is so good. Uh, yeah. But this one, uh, let's see what's in here. What spices? Flavor has fully revealed itself. Hint of citrus. No, oh, it doesn't have the flavors. It's spiced, though. Perhaps we engage in friendly hyperbole. Uh, the harbor- harbinger of autumn's awesomeness is, without a doubt, Trader Joe's Spice Cider. That's their words, not mine. Chimay Autumnal Cheese. I can't, I don't think I could have that. Um, pumpkin spiced pumpkin seeds. Talk about irony. Trader Joe's, come on. Uh, bite size savory thin minis. These are a kind of cracker made with California rice flour and sesame from the southern plains, uh, but without wheat, so they're free of gluten. Incorporate just a touch of wheat free tamari soy sauce. Giving the crackers a subtle umami, umami. Remember that joke, umami. Uh, uh, what are the fly? What, what is what is that extra flavor on a fly's tongue? Shumami. What's the extra flavor on the bottom of my? Uh, these little crispers are lightly, lightly salted. One hundred and thirty ca- calories. Thirty-seven crackers for two seventy-nine. And Trader Joe, Trader Joe's thinks that's a bargain. Um. Toscano cheese with cinnamon. Excuse me? No, thank you. Uh, maybe, yeah. Toscano cheese with cinnamon. A- apricot, cherry, cranberry, goat's milk cheese. Okay, I guess that's some things that people do serve as dried cherries and cran. I don't want, like, remember, I taste the goat, goat and goat cheese, so I can't have goat cheeses. Um,. A new crop of gala apples from Washington. You know, gala, gala or gala uh, apples originated in New Zealand. Took hold in U.S. growers in the 1980s. Uh, now in the 20 teens, uh, they're one of the most loved varieties. How do you like them apples? Uh, 49 cents each. Organic canned pumpkin. That's 199 for a 15 ounce can. That's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, that. Uh, a pretty good price for that. So if you're making a pumpkin pie or something, that's a good thing to keep in your thing. Uh, organic Thai-style carrot and sweet potato soup. Uh, you had me at Thai-style and carrot, but you lost me at sweet potato soup. Here's a buy, great buy. Uh, organic bone broths. Uh, they have uh, beef bone broth, an organic chicken broth. This is what I talked about. I mean, you could get your, if you can get a broth you make yourself or you get locally fresh, that's great. Uh, but these are two ninety nine for a seventeen ounce uh, uh, like tetra pack box container. They're great if you're making rice. Um, 
you know, to add some broth, you know, like uh, some extra like uh, flavor uh, to it. I mean, it's like then just um, a non-bone broth, but I think I guess all broths, bone broth, uh, uh, nutrition dense. uh, They had a broth, a a bit of a bone to pick when they were looking for their broth. uh, because uh, it's made with heavy soup bones. Um, so that's uh, like how they do it. Uh, but it is good. They also have like a turkey broth, I think, in the turkey season. There's also a character tipping their hat. Uh, uh, they call me fearless not for my fashion, not for my dancing, but for my intrepid pursuit of outstanding values. This must be Trader Joe's or oh, Fearless Joe. In jokes, I have the best of jokes. Uh, dresses very uh, stylishly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm drinking the. I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking some Honeycrisp uh, cider. Uh, Jen- Jennifer says hi, and uh, yeah, there's no internet in my closet, so I can't do any live streams um, outside of the closet. Uh, organic del delicate squash. Okay, another squash. Uh, hot cocoa toaster pastries. Uh, that's uh, I, I just couldn't bring myself to buy these because I said, Am I gonna buy these kind of like Pop Tarts and then not eat them? Are they at breakfast or are they at dessert? So I saw these and then I also wondered, like, what are you doing that's different that you're calling it hot cocoa versus a regular, like, just chocolate pastry? Um, organic light corn syrup. I didn't realize they sold corn syrup there, but that's probably good for your baking season. Uh, so that's it. Uh, they also have an organic cold pressed spice Fuji apple cider. Again, I just like plain apple cider myself. Um, cinnamon clove, fresh fruit Fuji apples, cold pressed uh, using a cold water pressure process called HPP. Uh, super fresh. Active, we're active advocates for the annual spice cider. Maybe this is fresh. Uh, you'll find it in yeah, refrigerated, cold press, 12 ounces, one ninety nine. Let's see, they have organic bourbon barrel aged Vermont maple syrup. Uh, that's too risky for me. Organic pumpkin spice granola bark. Uh, again, you, my brother, my, he's a big fan of these. Uh, Organic turkey apple bites for snacking on the go. What in the heck is that? Like, uh, oh, it's like turkey and apple mixed together, I guess. Uh, so a bit like, um, what are those things called? Slim Jim. Salted caramel hot cocoa. I didn't buy this uh, just because I found that um, I bought that mint Trader Joe's hot cocoa last year. Two years ago, I wasn't happy with it. This one almost caught me, too, is hot cocoa O's. So, like, Cheerios, but chocolate. Um, or maybe I even bought it, and it was disappointing. Yeah, I think maybe it was, like, a, I don't know, Marbits. It does have many marshmallows. Hot cocoa dunkers uh, made with real cocoa, dipped in a chocolatey coating. Uh, hot cocoa, marshmallow, chocolate. So these are things to dip in your coffee. And, and I guess it's like, uh, uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, it, uh, like, uh, I guess I don't, I can't picture myself. Um, I don't know. I don't need it. I don't need to be, I just like drinking my coffee, uh, adding like a, a dessert to it would, you know, that's going to, 
this thing's popular for with kids. A pound plus of seventy two percent dark dark, dark dark chocolate. It's a big chocolate bar. And I know that my friends that actually are like bakers, they like buying those. Um, it's giant. I never bought one because uh, that's the last thing I need in my house. It's like it, it wouldn't. I guess it's, it wouldn't get used, and then it would melt or something. Um, let's see, red honey, honey processed El Salvador coffee. Red honey processed. What does that mean? Let's see. Incredibly oppressed, uh, like uh, fourth generation family owned farm, La Finica Provend, Provence, Provence, Provend, Provid, and Sia, Provend and Sia, red bourbon variety beans, uh, using the red honey method. Uh, what is a red honey method? Rather than processing the beans after the fruit flesh has been completely removed, the beans are dried with sticky sweet golden layers of fruit still clinging to the beans. Sometimes this layer is called honey. Then the beans are dried, uh, continually turned with all the fruit pulp sticking to the beans, and uh, then finished on clay patios. Takes about It could be interesting. That could be interesting. Maybe I'll try that. Uh, they have an Earl Grey loose, brand, loose blend. Loose Leaf Black Tea Blend, uh, Earl Grey De La Creme for three forty nine. It uh, full control over your flank. It's uh, black tea leaves, dried sunflowers, dried corn flowers, and uh, vanilla bean, berg- bergamot, and other flavors. Uh, the vanilla calms the tea's astringency. Uh, black or French vanilla cold brewed coffee. Uh, I've been making cold brew for a few years now, thanks thanks to the listener Melissa. Uh, so let's see, apple cider donuts. I did buy these twice. These are pretty good. Uh, they're from a family-owned bakery in Western Massachusetts. Traditionally lightly fried cake-type donuts rolled in cinnamon. So there's like cinnamon sugar donuts with a little apple cider flavor. Uh, you got to kind of eat them. I didn't try freezing them. They say, oh, we're talking less than 70 cents a donut. Uh, rustic apple tart. Uh, rustic apple tart. Uh, again, after my getting that didn't work out with my caramel apple, like caramel pie, I just can't go back there. Semi-sweet chocolate chips. I have these in my cupboard. Chocolate salted caramel mug mix. I think I made my thing clear about that. Halloween gummies. Yeah, I don't like. I, I guess like I like Trader Joe's. I don't usually buy candy from Trader Joe's. Oh, here's a here's a picture of a frog. The frog says, "A mug, don't be a toad." He's holding a um, not a, like a something like a champagne glass. So we drink coffee and tea out of the best stemware, and the 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 frog is sitting on a toadstool. <laughs> That's funny, and the feet on a lily pad. Uh, Halloween gummies, 20 gram pouch just, just with the uh, Halloween shapes. Uh, yeah, interesting. And then uh, caramel apple granola. I did get this. I didn't eat it all. Again, I just think like uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, they have like almond butter granola. But I guess I just don't eat a lot of cere- cold cereal. Um, and then I, like if you don't eat it regularly, it kind of even with the Ziploc bag, it does... Uh, 
go stale and then it's not enjoyable. So I guess like I'm off off granola. Raw California almonds, four ninety nine a pound. Wow, they say. Uh, non whatever almonds, uh, high quality, grown in California, 100% of uh, California provides 100% of commercial supply of almonds, uh, crunchy and flavorful and versatile nuts. Uh, I like their 50% salt uh, roasted ones. Uh, I guess it depends on how you use your almonds. And then the last thing on here is uh, the Trader Joe's H-A-U-N-T-E-D house. uh which is a bit like a, what are those things called? A gingerbread house kit. And I, I don't know if I told, I think I told the story, but maybe I didn't. Uh, so I bought two of these. I think, no, 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 just one. Uh, let's see what it says. It's uh, back for another Hallow's Eve meets Brothers Grimm inspired version of our traditional gingerbread house. So like it's winter and sibling custom made for Trader Joe's. And then you custom make it the way you like it. You put it together Decorate it with ready-to-use icing and decorations and enjoy throughout the season. This one features chocolate cookie pieces for which to build. Uh, Then you adorn your edifice. You got like a Casper-shaped cookie, candy brooms, flying friends, mini beads, jelly beans, black currants, carrots, and pumpkin-flavored radish hibiscus. Those are what flavor the thing. $7.99. Affordable edible decor. And uh, what we did was we had it, Sophia and I, and we made it and we were having like people over before we went trick or treating. And I think we went out to go get something. And then, and this never happens, like, because Ko is really a good girl. Uh, we had left it on the kitchen table and uh, came home and and I guess a chair was there. She just couldn't help herself, I guess. And uh, so she she had a snacked on the, uh, the, the 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 gingerbread the Halloween gingerbread house, like fully snacked it down. And so her bed was covered in things. And then uh, we had to look up the ingredients to say, well, it's chocolate flavored. Like, what's the cocoa content? It was very low, luckily. Uh, so. But uh, she ate the whole thing, more, more or less, just covered in candy and chocolate in the floor in her bed. But it was made for an interesting, like, 20 minutes when we called and we said, uh, hey, here's the ingredients. You know, we called our, uh, the COA keepers that watch over COA and then bill us. Though we didn't, they didn't bill us for that call. They said, huh, well, let's see what's up. We went through the ingredients. So it's a little bit about... um that's it. I mean, uh, the live stream will go on a few more minutes. Uh, I can be here till 630 if people want to chat. Uh, but this is for the episode that's getting released. Is it? And good night.